An interesting letter to the public was released by a priest detailing how he believes we are living in the fulfillment of the third secret of Fatima. The problem is that this letter is just a little too blunt for the, shall we say, sensibilities of our hosts, so I'll read excerpts from it instead of just recording the whole thing. Plus, to be honest, I had something like three letters in a row this week, and I wanted to give you some original content for once, especially since heading to the weekend I have a papal encyclical, as usual, and an essay from Hilaire Belloc for you, so nearly a full week of me reading would be just a bit much. Anyway, a link to the full letter will be on the sources blog at returntotradition.org, as usual, in the show notes for today's podcast. The letter is by Father Frank Unterhalt, and it was published by LifeSite News initially. The priest's thesis is simple. We're living in the fulfillment of the Third Secret of Fatima, and he provides interesting historic details about the Third Secret and the warnings from history related to it. Quote, it is high time to understand the full meaning of the prophetic announcement made by Cardinal Wotelia at the 1976 Eucharistic Congress in Philadelphia. Quote, we are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has ever experienced. I do not think that the wide circle of the American society or the whole wide circle of the Christian community realize this fully. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church between the gospel and the anti-gospel, between Christ and the Antichrist. The confrontation lies within the plans of divine providence. It is, therefore, in God's plan, and it must be a trial which the church must take up and face courageously. End quote. The priest continues, It is important to realize the full dimension of this dramatic appeal. Above all, one must consider what an anti-church needs at its head. In this sense, Bishop Fulton J. Sheen affirmed, there will be a mystical body of the Antichrist, which will resemble in all its externals the mystical body of Christ. During his visit to Germany in 1980, Pope John Paul II, when asked in Fulda how things were going with the Church in relation to the Third Secret of Fatima, replied with the following words, We must prepare ourselves for great trials in the near future. Yes, they may even require giving our lives and total dedication to Christ for Christ. It can be softened by your and our prayer, but it cannot be averted. Only in this way can the true renewal of the church arrive. How often has the renewal of the church been born from blood? It will not be any different this time. Let us be strong and let us prepare and trust in Christ and his Holy Mother. Let us pray the rosary very much and often. End quote. Father Unterholt goes on to detail some interesting facts about the attempt on John Paul II. First, the event itself occurred at 1707 hours and 17 minutes, which for those who don't understand military time is 517 local time. But 1717 is an important year for the Third Secret of Fatima. That was the year of the founding of the Stonecutters, or at least the formalization of the pre-existing organization as we understand it today. They themselves counted as their founding year. They had been a problem for the church for some time prior to that, but in 1717, they formalized into what we know today and spread around the world from there. Father Unterholt states that he believes this attempt on John Paul II was a sign pointing to the founding of that group. That attempt took place, by the way, on May 13, 1981, on the 64th anniversary of the apparitions at Fatima, Portugal. At the same time, in 1917, was the rise of the Bolsheviks as well, pointing to the link between Fatima and the errors warned about, as well as to the stonecutters. It is also worth noting that people should look into the groups linking the two organizations. 
which have a common link in their founding. But that is a journey that some aren't prepared to take. We know that the infiltration of the church was designed to co-opt the papacy for the purposes of making the church more worldly, for a de facto rejection of everything the church taught and stood for its entire history. Numerous documents attest to this. The research of decades of work of various Catholic investigators points to this, and the evidence does as well, with virtually every pontiff from Paul VI through today being characterized by embracing to some degree or another of the program of the world. This shouldn't be a matter of controversy, but it is, and you see the effects of it in the understanding the laity have of their role in the world, and what it is that Catholics can embrace, and what we cannot. Father Unterhalt makes this point in the following short quote. quote in this context, the famous word formulated by Cardinal Chiappi is of particular importance. He was an expert on the Third Secret of Fatima and theologian of the Papal House from 1955 to 1989. In a letter to Professor Baumgartner from Salzburg in 1995, he wrote, In the Third Secret it is predicted, among other things, that the great apostasy in the Church will begin at the top. A look into the Book of Revelation makes this clear. The fire red dragon, see Revelation chapter 12, verse 13, represents atheistic communism, which seeks to destroy faith in God. In this battle, two beasts come to the aid of the dragon, who shows himself to have powerful strength. End quote. Thereafter, the priest describes the role of the organizations I have mentioned already, which I have covered extensively over the past couple of years on this channel, but this next part of the, of the letter is of more interest, and it is worth quoting directly. Quote, a direct reference to the third secret of Fatima is also found in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Before Christ's second coming in the Church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity in the form of a religious deception offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth. The paschal mystery of Christ is thus intensely renewed in his mystical body. The church will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. This is why Pope Benedict XVI, as a pilgrimage on the road to Fatima in May 2010, explained the third secret. Consequently, I would say that here too this great vision of the suffering Pope, an indication is given of realities involving the future of the church, which are gradually taking shape and becoming evident. So it is true that in addition to the moment indicated in the vision, there is mention of there is seen the need for a passion of the church, which naturally is reflected in the person of the Pope. Yet the Pope stands for the church, and thus it is sufferings of the church that are announced. End quote. Some posit that the mystery of iniquity was the council. Now, I don't believe that personally, since the mystery of iniquity will be installed by the Antichrist, and the Antichrist will not be a Roman pontiff. Calvin and others suggested that, and they were wrong and debunked rather thoroughly by the church at the time. But what this does is to open the door for the Antichrist and his ape of the church. What will the role of ecclesial figures be at the time? Who really knows? But we do know from our Lord's mouth and from sacred scripture more broadly that the faithful will be few in number. Our Lord asked if he would find faith at all when he returned, and scripture speaks of a tiny remnant, with most of the elect being fooled by the man of sin when he comes. But think back on that, well, what the words of Benedict XVI, where he talked about the suffering of the church. Something to consider, and this is, you know, every one of us are complicit in this. It is our own sinfulness and the sins of the pastors and prelates that make all of this possible. One sin that is overlooked by the faithful is timidity. 
Pope St. Pius X says this eloquently when he said, The greatest obstacle in the apostolate of the Church is the timidity, or rather the cowardice, of the faithful. That saying of the world also comes to mind, that evil triumphs when good people do nothing. Timidity is not a Christian virtue. It is the shadow of cowardice, and we are called to be brave. Our Lord says, do not be afraid, and as Catholics, doing our best to be good Catholics, we must not live in fear. To that end, in whatever realm it is, reject fear campaigns and dictates designed to make you live in fear. In the most basic way, this will be possibly the most effective way to combat evil in our times. Again, if you want to read that full letter, a link is on the Sources blog. It's good reading, if a little spicy for the main place I put my content. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.